Time for TM Views, our editorial segment with our expert panelists joining us from Korea University Law School, Professor Kim Gi-chang. Professor Kim, Kim, hello. Hi, good morning. Good morning. So uh, it feels like we keep talking about this, and it's a never-ending saga, and we just wish it would end. I think a lot of us do feel that way. Today is Wednesday. It is the 15th. It is the day for the disciplinary committee to once again address these allegations against Prosecutor General Yoon Sa-gyeol. It seems to have been bogged down in this argument over process. Uh, that seems to be what the conservative media seems to be focusing on, rather than the actual kind of merits of, of the charges. Just overall, what is your outlook for today? What do you think is going to happen? Um, yes, I also want that we don't have to talk about Mr. <laughs> Yoon again. Uh, um, but a lot of uh, alleged uh, violations of procedure is actually based on uh, inaccurate uh, reporting of Supreme Court precedents and the relevant uh, regulations and provisions. So I think um, Mr. Yun surely uh, knows that his complaint, in fact, does not have any merit. Even the procedural complaint does not have any merit regarding the challenge of the uh, com- committee members and regarding various kind of uh, formation of the, the disciplinary hearing. All these procedural challenges actually have no ground, but it is almost, it appears to me at least, um, that Mr. Yoon is keen to engage in media campaign, knowing that his claims uh, are, are groundless. Just He's just engaged in uh, politics, basically, try to fan up the, 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 the public opinion, uh, trying to portray himself as, he, as if he's being unfairly dismissed. That's what he's doing. Right. So uh, we don't have to then go into detail by detail all of these arguments on process then, whether it's the number of standing committee members or whether they want to audit every single uh, member uh, still on the committee right now or appoint new uh, members uh, to this. Bottom line, though, do you think the committee itself will make the decision to kigak or overturn Uh, deny these petition requests, or do you think they will actually uh, decide to once again extend it again and and make another delay? Um, Well, we'll have to wait and see, but um, I think there is is basically no no basis, no ground uh, for Mr. Yoon's various procedural challenges and allegations. So the committee will move on to uh, examine the merits of various uh, charges that Mr. Yun has to answer to. Um, I think the reason why Mr. Yun was so keen to uh, take issue with the procedural aspect is that other than that, he really has nothing to say about the actual charges. Mm. So, so I think the committee will come to a, a, a substantive decision today. Um, that's that's what I would expect. Right, and whether that results in suspension, uh, termination, or, or or along those lines, uh, we will have to wait and see what the ultimate decision uh, then. 
uh, turns out to be. That, that is not the end of it, though, right? Uh, there will be another legal process, and he is uh, intending to take this to court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure Mr. Yoon is, is going to take every possible avenue of juridical challenges. Um, I think even today, Mr. Yoon will be keen to prolong the proceedings as long as possible. He asked for seven witnesses. Uh, the, 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 a lot of, and then there will be another witness. So in total, there, there, there will be eight witnesses. And Mr. Yun initially, it appears that he initially thought that he would lead the questioning. Mm. And and if that was the case, then then it would have taken many weeks, right. because witness examination takes you know it, depending on how you do it, it could take ages. But the rule and in all disciplinary hearing, it's universally the case that for disciplinary hearing, unlike litigation or criminal trial, for disciplinary hearing, the witness examination is done by the committee. And it is actually stated in the relevant provision. Mm. So Mr. Yoon realized that he could not really take too too much of the time because it's the committee who leads the question. So I would expect that a substantive decision will probably uh, be made today. And it could be removal or, or something similar to that. And Mr. Yoon will challenge. And what, for what? Is, is he doing this? Mm-hmm. I wonder. I mean, what, what, what is he trying to achieve? Right. I think he is just trying to present himself as a martyr, as someone who is unfairly persecuted, just for his own personal gain. I don't think he, he cares that much about the prosecution service as a whole. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, yeah, because a lot of people have felt, okay, you can, you can dislike Yoon or you can... Um, you can support Yun, but bottom line, we cannot question his main um, integrity, which is that he is so loyal to the prosecution that he's doing everything, even these kind of um, nefarious deeds to protect what this organization that he dearly loves. And that is why he went through those extreme steps like um, persecuting Choguk and, and op- opposing all these other various reform measures. You, you feel this is not necessarily just this blind loyalty to the prosecutorship prosecutorial uh, organization, but something but a bit more of a personal ambition? I think initially, yes, he was, he was keen to protect the interest, the vested interest of the prosecutors and uh, the organization. Yeah, that, that is uh, quite clearly the case initially. But it, when the justice minister made it clear that there will be disciplinary hearing and then he will be removed, when that became clear, mm. then he is just keen to promote himself at the expense of the prosecutors or prosecution service. I think Mr. Yoon is not the only person who can protect the interest of prosecutorial service. Right. There would be perhaps better person who can make more strategically clever decisions to keep the vested interest as much as possible. What Mr. Yun does is not going to be, you know, uh, helpful for those prosecutors who want to keep their existing privileges, because Mr. Yun is now no longer interested in anything but his own image. Mm. 
Well, a part of that does then align to what we've been talking about and the rampant speculation about his political ambitions as well. Uh, recently, uh, the uh, Yeolin Minju Party, led by uh, Choi Gang-uk, the, the chairman of the party, also a lawmaker right now, uh, they introduced legislation that essentially would ban these kind of high-ranking uh, civil servants, uh, prosecutors, or former judges uh, from engaging in politics for a one-year period, essentially telling him, if you're going to be involved in politics, especially, I guess, the lead-up of the uh, presidential election, you're going to have to quit now. Uh, do you think that is uh, appropriate um, regulation to introduce at this time? I think in principle, yes, we need that kind of uh, restriction. Uh, judges, especially uh, judges and uh, prosecutors, uh, they should not do this kind of revolving door stuff. You know, they, they were yesterday judge and then today politician. Right. That is certainly not good. Uh, the same holds true for prosecutors as well. So in principle, yes, we need uh, the, 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 the kind of restriction uh, Assemblyman Chair is attempting to introduce. The timing, of course, uh, renders itself to a lot of criticism, and it was you know, personally aimed at Mr. Yoon. That kind of criticism, I think um, the, the Assemblyman, Mr. Chair, must must accept that kind of criticism. He must. Uh, I'm sure he also knows that the timing is is going to be controversial. Right. So we will wait and see. But in principle, yes, we we do need that kind of restriction. Now there there is this idea that um, uh, the. Uh side for Yoon Seo-yeol is trying to waste time, trying to delay all these uh, with these tactics. We saw similarly with uh, the People Power Party, Kung Minahim, with trying to delay with the filibuster and other means to try to uh, delay the implementation of the revision of the Kung Sucha Act. One factor which is maybe indirectly related to Yoon and also uh, related to Kung Sucha is these uh, allegations that I, I hope we could get your thoughts on the lime asset financial fraud allegations and uh, trying to tie in ruling party lawmakers or other kind of pro-government type of figures, but also has now mired the prosecution in some uh, nefarious behavior, the allegations about this um, infamous room salon event where Kim Bong-hyun, the figure, uh, the the subject of this investigation, apparently um, doled out cash for favors in terms of this drinking establishment and the prosecution uh, very controversially deciding that, well, it doesn't meet the threshold of that one million won mark because these guys left before 11 p.m., although there were, you know, drinks served and there were um, escorts uh, assigned to each person. Uh, What do you make of this? Because a lot of people do feel that that is a kind of representative case of why you do need something like Kung Sucha or that independent commission. Uh, Yes, I think that case is very, very significant. Um, About two things needs to be mentioned. First of all, it was Mr. Yun who was trying to cover up from the beginning. Um, and there was no proper reporting of the case between the Southern District Prosecution Service and uh, Mr. Yoon. Uh, a lot of violations were done, all aimed at covering up uh, some aspect of it and then exploiting some other politically uh, uh, useful aspect, like useful to Mr. Yun's eyes. So it, it was very, very questionable handling of the case. And that's when Justice Minister stepped in and Justice Minister removed or 
or excluded Mr. Yoon from that case. That was very, very significant mm-hmm. move. If Justice, Justice Minister had not intervened, we would not know the full details of this, this question for dealing. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. Mr. Yoon was trying to cover it, cover it up, and then he was, he was uh, forced to step back. And then we, we now have uh, uh, some kind of proper investigation. The second point about that whole shocking incident is that the prosecution service and the prosecutors are so brazenly kind of corrupt that they can't even make the strategic decision of punishing those three prosecutors for the purpose of protecting prosecutorial services' Mm. interests. I mean, every person would know that if they do that kind of weird arithmetic just to, you know, let these two prosecutors off the hook, the public opinion will will, will be very, very hostile. But then they nevertheless do it. For them, for those prosecutors who investigate and make that kind of decision, perhaps it's no big deal. You know, prosecutors have always received bribes of that sort. And they, they just try to protect their colleagues, like, you know, criminal organization mm. members try to protect each other. So it, it shows how, what kind of moral, ethical bankruptcy state that the prosecutors uh, are in general in Korea. I think that, that yeah. case shows that. Well, uh, we will see the results of the disciplinary committee hearing uh, today. But hopefully uh, next week, uh, what happens today will result in us talking about other things. Let's say uh, the North Korean issue or some other <laughs> social issues. And I hopefully uh, that will be the case. But regardless, Professor Kim, thank you so much for joining us. Always appreciate it. And we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you.